morning. My name is Zach, and welcome to the Christian Church of Estes Park. Um, it's good to, ah, there are the lights. It's good to see you all now this morning. Um, and uh, if you don't know who I am, I'm Zach. I'm the associate pastor of worship and youth, and I get to bring the sermon this morning. Our head pastor, Aaron, is in Israel actually right now with 30 plus uh, people uh, from our church, and they have another week to spend there. Um, They're going to be there through Saturday, and they leave Saturday, fly back, get back in the evening, and Aaron turns around and gets to preach Sunday morning. (laughs) So so, uh, if you would give him a little grace next week. (laughs) Um, Man, now I know why he's always fiddling with this. (laughs) Um, Yeah, so they they have another week in Israel, and uh, I get get to kind of bring the lesson this morning. Um, and uh, continue our Say Yes, uh, Say Yes to Ministry series. Um, and uh, if you haven't been here the last few weeks, we've been, we've been talking about uh, how to say yes to ministry, specifically ministry in our church, but also uh, ministry in, in Christ's body wherever you're at. So maybe you're a visitor, visitor here this morning, and you're thinking, um, okay, so we just came to a sermon on what they have in their church for ministry. Um, but we're going to be talking about also about why ministry is so important and how we how we can uh, minister wherever we're at. So um, this year we have chosen as a church chosen to focus on a worship and um, what that means for us and what God uh, chooses and asks us to uh, worship Him with. And uh, God asks that we see in Scripture that God asks us to worship Him with our time, our talent, and our treasure. And we've already gone through one of these. Um, in February, we went through the fin- Finding Financial Freedom about how to worship God with our treasure. And, and uh, many of us took the, the uh, tithe challenge, 44-month uh, tithe challenge, um, in February. And we're still in that. And in the fall, we're going to be talking about how to serve God, uh, how to worship God with our time. And this series, Say Yes to Ministry, is all about how to say yes to God with how to worship God with our talents. Um, but before we go any further, I'm just going to kind of tell you what we're in today. Last week we talked about worship because I was here and Aaron was gone and I'm also the worship minister. So I get to talk about worship and then I also get to talk about um, our youth, uh, youth program and our kids program. And uh, I just kind of want to define before we get started into um, the message today would define what those are in our church. So our youth program is called Praise Place, and you may have seen signs this morning for it if you're new. Um, it's basically, it's our kids' ministry downstairs, and they get to worship God and the, to play games and hang out and do crafts and, and learn about uh, God and study Scripture um, while we're up here and worshiping and, and listening to a message. And... Um, there's, we have some awesome teachers. Uh, Debbie Wright is in charge of that program downstairs and uh, our Praise Place ministry, and it's just an awesome program for our kids. Um, our youth ministry is kind of interesting. It's not the normal youth ministry. Um, our youth ministry is uh, supported by six different churches in the community, um, and uh, with all of these churches, we get to combine and have our one single youth group for the community um, that's called The Hub. And 
that means I get to, as a youth pastor, get to be involved um, with different youth pastors and youth leaders in town and uh, area director supported by the, these six churches as well. Um, we get to do ministry together and reach our community, uh, awesome outreach to our community and our schools, and um, a great connection to our churches. And uh, so our hub uh, meets, our middle school hub meets on Wednesdays every week, and our high school meets on usually every Sunday, although that's going to change a little bit in the summer. And I'm going to give a little promotional blurb right now for our youth group because I'm the youth pastor and I have the mic and I can do that. Um, so uh, if, if you want to find out about, a little bit about more of uh, the high school hub or the middle school hub, you can go to ssparkhub.com, just ssparkhub.com. And um, if you are interested in it or if you have someone that you know of that might be interested in it, go there and you can find a schedule. Uh, you can find uh, just our big events that we're going to be doing this summer. Um, just fi- different ways how to get involved. And also uh, a little, there's, there's some pages in there also about our, um, our upcoming middle school camp in July, which I'm really excited about. So all of these ministries, both of these ministries, youth and, uh, and kids ministry, I'm kind of going to lump in together this week, although they're a little different, and we're going to call them, um, have a term for them, it's, we're going to call them Next Generation or Next Gen Ministries uh, that our church does, just uh, thinking of the next generation of our church um, and, and the community, of the community that's coming up. And I'm going to touch quickly on um, what ministry is before we dive directly into Next Gen Ministries. Um, we've talked about for the last few weeks that that ministry is three things, and the first thing ministry uh, ministry is is discipleship. Um, and you think of Jesus and how Jesus did ministry. He had he took twelve guys, right? He asked twelve guys to follow him, his twelve disciples, and he chose to do ministry with them. Um, and while he was doing ministry with them, he did something that that the uh, um, business side of of some of us are, is kind of weird right? Because he doesn't just use these 12 guys and ask, and ask them to follow him and do his ministry, which he, he does do that. He asks them to do the ministry, but he also empowers them. He also um, comes alongside them and helps them to become better people. Um, he helps them become more like Christ. And um, this is what our church really is wanting to be all about. You know, we want you to come alongside the church in ministry and Jesus in ministry and and what God has you to do, but more importantly, um, we want to see you become more like Christ. And so, ministry in ministry, who are we? Be, who we are becoming is more important than what we're doing. And again, we've reiterated this for like four weeks, um, but it's so true and it's so important. It's how Jesus lived, and, and through that, um, we see that anyone can be a minister. It doesn't matter if you're the maturest maturest is that a word believer. <laughs> in Christ, or if you're a baby Christian, anybody can be a believer. Um, and it's through ministry that we uh, become more mature in Christ. And that's, how, that's what Jesus did with his disciples. And uh, we also see not only do we become more mature, we become more unified. And we get to minister together and understand, we realize that we can't do it alone, right? Uh, Peter, I don't think, could have done the ministry that they did um, in the New Testament alone by himself, uh, he, ch- he had uh, 12, 11 other guys uh, with him and Jesus uh, to do the ministry with him. 
And so we uh, know that we're all a part of a body of Christ. We're all, uh, we all have our own gifts. We all have our own talents. I love that scripture um, that Jason read during communion, that we, um, that we all um, partake in the bread and the juice, and we all partake in one loaf because we're all one body. And we all get to, to serve alongside each other. And in doing that, we become more connected. Not only are we more unified, we come, become more connected. And, and we start looking less like um, a business, business model, and more like a family. Because uh, those who serve alongside, or, uh, alongside of each other love each other more. And, um, and so, so, yeah, firstly, ministry is discipleship. Secondly, ministry is worship. And we talked a lot about, like I said, worship last week, and specifically worship ministry in our church, um, but also how um, worship is in itself ministry. Um, God placed all of us here. He placed you specifically here in Estes Park, at Christian Church of Estes Park in 2019 for a reason, uh, to do uh, good works, to do ministry. And uh, all of that is worship. And thirdly, uh, ministry is empowered by God. And this is one of the most important points that we can't um, deny that ministry is a, human, a superhuman activity. I can't do ministry by myself. If I try to do ministry by myself, uh, I'm probably going to be pushing my own agenda on you and um, really failing at, at my job. Um, God empowers us to do things that we, can, we can't even fathom. Um, that's beyond our comprehension. A lot of the times you hear Aaron say that our goal and our vision is to reach every single person in Estes Valley and the Estes Valley for Christ. And um, that's a pretty big vision, right? <laughs> that is something we cannot do on our own. Um, think, I mean, you think of how many churches are in Estes Park and how many people are in those churches. It's just a fraction of the people in the Estes Valley. And if we tried, to, if we tried to, to do that on our own, we would fail. But God empowers us. Um, again, he took 12 nobodies, 12 disciples, fishermen, um, just normal guys, and he used them to change the world. And so uh, we know that God can use us. And so the question is we have to ask ourselves is God, uh, or ask God really, is God how, uh, what would you do, what would you have us do? Not, not what, God, what can you do, how can you um, Stand beside me while I go do what I think you want me to do. No, it's God, what would you have us do? And so this morning we get to continue to ask that question with our next-gen ministry, our, our kids and youth ministries. Um, but before we get into that, every week we get to memorize a scripture. In this, um, this series, we've memorized this uh, scripture. We've gone through the scripture for, I don't know, four weeks now, five weeks now. So some of you may have it down, others may not. Um, it's a pretty easy one, pretty uh, um, well-known one. So we're going to go through this again this morning. Let's say it together. For we are God's handiwork, created in Christ Jesus to do good works, which God prepared in advance for us to do, Ephesians 2.10. So if you would take out your Bibles, um, and we're going to go to Proverbs 22.6 today. And if you don't have a Bible, uh, there's Bibles in the back by the sound booth. You can feel free to take one. Um, you don't have to take it now. I promise no one will look at you if you get up and uh, go get one. But um, 
you can take one if you want to and follow along with us. And if you don't have a Bible, feel free to um, take that and take it home. And that's our gift to you. And we just encourage you to read it. All right, so we're in Next Gen um, Ministry today. Uh, Next Generation Ministry, Youth and uh, Kids Ministry. And the first thing that I've found in youth ministry especially, because I'm a youth pastor, and uh, I see all of this stuff through the lens of a youth pastor. And the first thing that I've found in youth ministry specifically, and I know next-gen ministry as well, is that it is meaningful. And um, I've heard it say that, (laughs) I've heard people say that, man, youth workers, youth pastors have the best job because all they do is play games and hang out with kids. (laughs) Right, which, although that's true, (laughs) it's okay. We do a little bit more than that. Um, But we do hang out with kids and play a lot of games. Um, Anybody know why? Because uh, we believe that relationship is important, that that Jesus shows up in relationship. Um, Same with kids' ministry. Jesus shows up in relationship. Same with all ministry. Jesus shows up in relationship. And leaders and teachers, um, the leaders and the teachers are there, of course, like the teachers downstairs right now, are there to teach kids. But they're also there to be um, role models, to be examples, and to build relationships. And um, that's what youth ministry and that's what kids ministry is all about. Um, so I have two different points this morning on uh, ministry is meaningful. The first one is that, that it's meaningful um, uh, because uh, we show that kids, through relationships, we show that they're valued, that kids are valued and loved. And secondly, it shows kids who Jesus is through teaching and through, through uh, talking with them. And more on the first point, as youth and kids leaders, uh, ministry leaders, we we get to show kids that they're valued mainly just by showing up, by being there, um, by supporting them, supporting what they're interested in. And that's why I get to, that's why um, John York, who's the leader of our hub ministry, is so adamant about our youth leaders uh, going to games and concerts and plays and all kinds of things that, that kids are um, there at and are interested um, in, um, all to show them that we care about them and we love them and they have worth and that God, ultimately, that God cares for them. Um, which brings me to the second point that um, why ministry is meaningful, um, that we get to teach them. And we, you know, we get to teach them who Jesus is when we meet every week on Wednesdays and on Sundays. Um, we get to teach them the word. We get to teach them scripture. And uh, a lot of the times, kids don't really care, <laughs> right? And uh, they don't. And it's through that relationship. It's through that relationship that kids start opening up and listening, uh, really listening to what you have, them, have for them because um, they really respect. Uh, if they really respect who's teaching, uh, then they're going to listen. And so um, let's look at Proverbs 22.6. Should have gave you enough time to get there uh, by now. Um, it says this, start children off on the way they should go. 
And even when they are old, they will not turn from it. So our job as youth ministers and as children's ministers is to come alongside parents and to support that passage by training kids up to know the Word of God, to know who Jesus is. And sometimes, especially in the hub, especially in the community youth group, we see that that parents are non-existent, um, non-involved, um, or a lot of the time, most of the time, are non-Christian. And so we are probably the only, um, the only part of the life where they're going to hear the gospel, hear, hear Christ. And when everybody else, the whole world is telling them that, that God is, is uh, that there's no such thing as God, that God is dead, uh, we get to stand up and say, um, God is alive. Christ has saved. He Christ has, Christ has paid the price to save you, and He cares for you so much. And um, so, what we do has eternal value. And really, that brings me to the next point: that next gen ministry is um, is messy. It's very messy <laughs> sometimes. Um, sometimes it's great. Sometimes it's messy. And in my eight years, so I've been doing specifically youth ministry for eight years. Um, I've found out that it's not necessarily sometimes the most fun or glamorous job. Um, sometimes it is. And you get to play games and, and uh, things with, with kids and hang out with kids. Um, but other times in that hanging out with kids, it gets messy. And um, you have kids that are um, a little out of control. And I uh, think of, <laughs> of uh, someone uh, who was a teacher came to one of our youth or uh, middle school hubs on Wednesday. I think it was a game night or something, which are crazy. Usually we have 50 kids or 60. And um, he came and he was like, man, you guys have like the troublemakers of the school, like a lot of the troublemakers of the school. And I was like, awesome. That is so cool. <laughs> because, uh, yeah, because we get to, we get to pour into their lives where you know, a lot of these kids are come from broken homes and and don't know Jesus, and we get to show them who He is. Um, so, youth ministry is messy. Um, you know, as as next gen kids and youth um, ministers, uh, we get to live life alongside of of kids, and and a lot of these kids are going through real stuff. They're going through. S- they're going through stuff that really that high schoolers, middle schoolers, especially elementary schoolers, should never have to go through. And um, we, as an adult figure in their life, um, who they respect and look up to, get to come alongside them and help them uh, to really just guide them along, give them guidance when they don't have any, and give them love when when they have none, and to carry their burdens as. Galatians 6 2 calls us to, um, and really just to let them know that they're not alone, uh, that they have people who love them and are there for them, and to show them that, that in 2 Corinthians twelve nine, Paul writes that God says, my grace is sufficient for you, for my power is made perfect in weakness, and therefore I will boast all the more gladly about my weakness, so that Christ's power may rest. So we get, to, we get to talk to these middle schoolers and high schoolers and elementary 
kids and let them know that, that God has so much more for you than what this world could ever have for you. Um, and that even in the valleys, even in the hard times, even in the difficulties, God is there. And he uses that. He, he not only is there, but he uses that mess. He uses that, um, that weakness and makes you stronger. So really, it's in the messiness of ministry um, where we see transformation. And it's in the messiness of ministry where God changes hearts and lives. And this is why camp is so important. I love camp. We get to go to camp with middle schoolers in July, and um, it just opens kids up and uh, to really talk about what they're going through, opens kids up to the gospel and, and what Jesus has done for them. And uh, I'm so excited for what God has in store in July. Um, but man, is it messy. <laughs> but it's worth it. Um, so this brings me to the third point, which already is up there for some reason. I must have hit the button on accident. Um, that ministry, if you noticed, I have all my points are M's <laughs> and tried to be a good pastor and do the alliteration. Um, but this one, I kind of, I kind of reached for it. So next gen, next gen ministry is unmistakably worthwhile. Um, it's absolutely and definitely unmistakably worthwhile. Uh, turn your Bibles, if you have them, to Matthew 13, 13, 3 through 8. In just a few moments, I'm going to get there. But if you look at this point, um, unmistakably worthwhile, I, I almost use another word, and I, I thought about using that, saying that, that next-gen ministry is rewarding, um, which it is. But then I, but then I was thinking, it's so, it's so much more than rewarding. Um, so I decided to look up some words. Uh, thesaurus.com is my favorite tool. Um, look up some words, and I came upon this word, uh, wor- worthwhile. And if you, I looked at the definition, and I was like, yes, that's exactly what I'm thinking. Rewarding uh, if you look at the def- definition, it means satisfying or gratifying, which is good. But worthwhile means worth the time and effort spent of great value or importance. Challenging but rewarding. It's like, yep, that's it. <laughs> challenging, challenging but rewarding. See, next-gen ministry isn't always the easiest uh, as we talk about, as we talked about earlier, but but it's worth it. And I want to talk a little bit about Matthew thirteen three through eight. Um, if you you probably know this passage, it's on the parable of the sower. And Jesus is talking, and he says, "Then he told them many things in parables, saying, a farmer went out to sow his seed, and as he was scattering." Um, the seeds, some fell along the path, and the birds came and ate it up. And some fell on rocky places where it did not have much soil, and it sprang up quickly because the soil was shallow. But when the sun came up, the plants were scorched, and they withered because they had no root. Other seed fell among thorns, which grew up and choked the plants. But still other seed fell on good soil where it produced a crop 160 or 30 times 
what was said. See, a lot of times in youth ministry, I, I feel personally that I'm, getting, I'm literally getting nowhere with, with some kids um, that have been coming for a long time. And maybe, um, maybe they've come for a long time and they're not necessarily Christians and they've heard the gospel over and over and over and they haven't accepted Christ. Uh, maybe it's someone that I'm really trying to get to come, but I've had no, no progress, no luck in getting them to come to the hub. Maybe, um, yeah, maybe it's just those, that person or those people that I'm really reaching out to, uh, sharing Christ with, and just it seems like nothing is happening. And maybe some of you feel that way um, with friends or family um, or anything. Um, Really, this, this applies to anything. Jesus says, plant the seed. You know, some may grow. Some may get caught in the thorns. Some may get caught in the, the shallow soil. But plant the seed. So you can't have a harvest without, without planting. You can't have a harvest without spreading the seed in the first place. So plant the seed. And sometimes um, we as youth ministers and kids ministers see those fruits of, of God. We see that transform kids' lives. And I saw it, I remember in high school when we went to camp. I've seen it in our youth ministry here um, that God transforms kids' lives. And sometimes we see that, but sometimes we never see that. Literally, we never see it. And um, maybe God does eventually, maybe he doesn't. And in other times, um, we do see it, but it's a long way away from when we thought we would see it. Um, and so I just want to show you a video, just a few moments, of a guy from our church, Mike Northcutt, um, who is really one, was really one of those kids. Um, it wasn't me. I wasn't a youth pastor back when he was here. Um, Aaron was. Um, but he's really one of those kids who um, didn't really want much of church or of Jesus. And you'll see his testimony here, and then uh, I'm going to talk a little bit about it after the video. Hi, my name is Mike Northcutt, and uh, my wife Mackenzie and I have been coming to Christian Church for a little over seven years now. And I've actually been a Christian for a little over seven years now. And my testimony actually begins here at Christian Church, but not at a like a Bible study or a church service or anything like that. But it actually uh, started um, at the paintball field. Um, Aaron was the youth pastor and associate pastor at the time, and uh, he led the paintball ministry. Well, um, I started going to that when I was in middle school, and um, I, you know met Aaron and uh, made friends, and uh, obviously he's a good influence in my life, which is always a good thing, and uh, super awesome guy, as everybody knows, really easy to get along with, and uh, yeah, made that connection. Well, I lost interest in paintball around ninth grade or so, and I actually started uh, smoking cigarettes in that time, which led me to smoking pot which led me to uh, drinking and all sorts of bad behavior, and I was a handful for my parents. Probably, I did that for like three years, and I dropped out of high school, and I was really close to graduating, but I made a bad decision and dropped out. But 
at the GED classes. Uh, they were at the Estes Park High School. And I met um, my wife, Mackenzie, there through a mutual friend. Well, we liked each other, so we started dating and all that. And uh, she was a Christian and I wasn't. And God used that situation for a lot of good because her and her mom would actually talk to me about things of faith and my need for Jesus and whatnot. And eventually it just really kind of made sense and I did feel my need for Jesus and I decided to become a Christian and uh, I just didn't really know how. I was like reading in Genesis and there's some weird chapters in Genesis. Um, And it kind of all came together one day when Mackenzie had come back from a youth conference, like a ski type youth conference. And... um, she was like full of the spirit and just you could really see her love for God and I didn't have that and I really wanted that but I just didn't know how to get there and so I just asked myself you know how how can I get that and I remembered Aaron and from paintball and at that point in time I didn't you know I had been away for like three years or so And I didn't know if, like, Aaron was still in town or if, you know, the church still existed or I didn't know anything. So I looked up their website, found Aaron's email, and I sent him an email saying, like, hey, I've decided to become a Christian and I don't really know how and I have some questions and something along the lines of that. And he replied and said, you know, he was pretty excited, I could tell, just by the email because then he recognized me right away like just my name and everything and I wasn't expecting him to I would I didn't know if he still remembered me or what but um yeah he got back to me and we met at Kind Coffee talked and uh, of course uh he said that the next step would be to get baptized which I didn't want to do because you have to get immersed in water in front of a bunch of strangers but you know as a step of faith I did it and to identify with Jesus and all that. And so got baptized and, you know, had people in my life that would meet with me, you know, on a regular basis. And was really fortunate in that. And, um, yeah, from there I've been involved in various ministries like uh, the youth ministry, the hub. And um, I used to clean the church. I used yeah, I've just been involved in a lot of different ministries since. And right now, what I'm doing is uh, I'm actually leading the Airsoft ministry, which is actually kind of a full circle thing in that I um, came to know Aaron through the paintball ministry. And I'm now actually leading the Airsoft ministry, which is the current day paintball ministry. They're a little different, but it's the same concept. And I've had uh, lots of opportunity to, you know, encourage some of the young people in their faith. And, um, yeah, I just, it's kind of cool to think about. I might have the same opportunity as Aaron someday, you know, that some uh, young man, you know, that I'm just kind of playing airsoft with. You know, maybe they're not a believer, and uh, maybe someday they're ready to come to faith and, uh I might be a resource for them to do that, which is kind of cool. So thanks for listening. Isn't that cool?
So seeds take a while to grow, right? Um, a lot of times, definitely um, take a while to grow. And, and uh, Mike was one of those seeds. Um, took a while. I remembered Aaron. And uh, just wanted to read one more scripture from Psalm 22, 30 through 31. It says, future generations will be told about the Lord. They will proclaim his righteousness, declaring to a people yet unborn, he has done it. Future generations. I don't know if you catch that, but future generation. Our example in ministering, especially to our youth and to our kids, can bring about, just like, just like Mike, can bring about those who then teach future generations, future generations and future generations, and it just keeps going. And um, I've heard that, I use this next term, next-gen ministry, I've heard, um, I've heard that uh, you shouldn't use next-gen ministry because this generation, this next-generation ministry is a generation of today. And um, these kids are the ones that are coming up and, and are, are um, hearing the gospel and are becoming on fire for Christ. And really, some of them are doing even more than, than us. Uh, adults are, are serving the community, are reaching out to their friends. And um, so we get the opportunity as, as adults, as those in this church, especially to reach out to our youth and our kids and uh, to help them see who God is and who Christ is, and then to help them to reach out to their friends and to the next generation to come. So um, I just want to go through a little bit about, I talked about this next generation ministry, um, kind of in general, but I specifically want to go through um, the involvement that we have in our church, if you want to get involved. And again, just remember, I, I hope that you see the theme throughout this, that it's all about relationship. It's not necessarily about what you're doing, it's about who you're becoming, and it's about those um, relationships, especially in next generation ministry, it's about those uh, relationships that you form with these kids. And so um, I brought a couple cards up here. They're, these cards are on the other side of that Say Yes kiosk, right in the, the lobby there, closer to the donuts. Um, and uh, there's a yellow one for Praise Place for our kids' ministry, and there is a orange one for our hub for our youth ministry. And then specifically, there are uh, I have three different ways to get involved in Next Generation Ministry. One is through the Praise Space. One is through the hub ministry. Um, well, there's actually two, but the second one is kind of split up. So there's a student ministry portion, and then there's a, an adult ministry portion. And if you are a student here this morning and you say, I want to I serve God, I want to do that, um, then pick up a card. Um, but if you would, look at that sheet in your bulletin. It's right behind the announcement sheets if you turn that over. Um, these are all of the positions that we have in our church for student ministry and for kids ministry. Um, I'm just going to go through them really quick. Um, and if you see anything that, that really sticks out to you, that, that you really feel God is pushing you um, towards, then just mark that on your sheet, and um, I'll tell you what to do with it in a second. 
student leadership. Now, <laughs> we came up with these corny names, okay? Um, and we have a ninja crew and a howdy crew. So a howdy crew basically just says howdy. Uh, says hi. So you don't have to shake hands. But when uh, kids comes in the door in middle school, um, there's a middle schooler there saying, hey, I'm glad you're here. Um, when they come in the door in high school, hey, I'm glad you're here. Um, that's a ministry that students can do. And how, um, so there's a howdy crew. There's a ninja crew, which is kind of behind the scenes, uh, helps set up for youth group stuff. There is uh, adult leadership or adult uh, ministry, um, and these are really, um, I'd say all of these are so important to the hub ministry. Um, they're so easy to do, but they're so important. Um, the first one is assistant host. Um, in high school especially, we've been starting to do these home groups with high school, and if you are that person who would like to open your home, who likes to host people, then maybe assistant host is right for you. And you can uh, help a main host person um, as they host a group and then kind of learn how to do it. And maybe you're like, realize I really don't like high schoolers in my house. <laughs> um, and then you can just say, yeah, I don't want to do that anymore. Um, but there's an assistant host uh, option if you want to go into hosting and, and open your home to a group of high schoolers. There is a game crew if you're really um, energetic and like to set up games and, and uh, lead games and stuff. Um, there's that. There's a transport crew, which is really important. Um, a lot of our kids want to come, but they can't come, um, because mainly because they don't have a ride. Maybe their parents work. Maybe their parents won't take them uh, to a church event, um, but they'll get rid of them for two hours or an hour and a half. Um, maybe you're, you're a person, maybe you're, maybe you're a parent of a, a student or um, someone who just likes to drive and wants to drive uh, people to, students to the hub or hub events. Um, we go to, yeah, I, made, I made a tour, maybe I shouldn't say that. We go to uh, all night laser tag. So, laser tag lock-in. So, uh, you could drive for that, too, if you want, and uh, wake up early, 5 o'clock in the morning, and drive us back. Um, let's see, we have a setup crew uh, who just basically sets up for hub events. Cleanup crew cleans up. Food and snack crew um, helps with wheels. <laughs> I don't know why that says wheels. That's not even how you spell wheels. Uh, meals for the hub helps... <laughs> Helps with uh, meals for the hub. We ha- we actually have a group right now who um, are called the Spokes because we're the hub and they're the Spokes, and um, and they 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 do uh, snacks and stuff like that. Ice cream Sundays on game nights when we have game nights uh, for the middle schoolers. And so if you that's something that interests you, um, mark that one. Uh, we have a sporting event crew, which is what I came up with just recently. Um, what you can do on this one, it's really easy. You go to sporting events. <laughs> you go to a football game or to to a basketball game. Just things to support the kids and um, to let them know that they're loved. And uh, lastly, for the, the youth ministry, we have a prayer team, um, which is so, so important. I was just talking to Bev. Bev and John are the leaders of the hub. I was just talking to her the other day. She was like, I would love to have a group of people that would just focus and spend some time, and when we're in 
pub on Wednesdays or on Sundays, they would take that time and pray. Pray for the students, that they would really, uh, that, that God would open their eyes and, and hearts for what we have for them. And um, so such a crucial ministry. It's different than, we have prayer team in our church and different ministries, but this is specifically for HUB. So if you're interested in that. Kids ministry, uh, we have uh, just four, uh, but really important ones. Classroom set a supply crew. Um, basically, just get stuff, uh, whatever the teachers need. Um, you make sure they have it, because uh, that's important. Um, we have a cleanup crew, helps bring, uh, take all the things that are all messy down there once the kids leave, and clean it up and put it in the closets and things like that where they go. Setup crew helps set up stuff for praise place classes on Sundays, and um, that's also super helpful. And then kids card crew, which is so cool. Um, uh, basically, these people would create cards and things for students and, or, and for children and for families. Um, just to say, cards like, we're glad you're here this Sunday. Um, we really missed you this Sunday. Um, happy birthday. We're praying for you. Stuff like that. And then, um, this one is not on your list, but one of the teachers just told me that, that this is a huge thing that we've been talking about for a long time is a prayer team also for, for kids' ministry. Um, just praying for the kids and families. Um, that, um, and uh, lifting them up. And such an awesome thing to be able to pray for our kids. Because it's so important. So, uh, just have a couple things. That's the end of that. If you, if you're, again, if you're interested... What you can do, there's these cards on that kiosk. You can open it up, tear this off. I'm not going to tear it off because it's an actual card I need to put back. Um, and then um, you have your job description here. You can take that home with you. Fill out your information here um, if you're interested in it and drop it off. There's a basket right by the kiosk on the table. It has a Say Yes graphic on it. Um, and you can sign up for ministry. And I'll get with you this week and we can discuss... Um, when we want to set up a day to talk about more more about the ministry specifically that you sign up for. All right. Well, if you get out that connection card one more time, um, there's a few points on the back that I just want to go over, want to talk about um, before we leave. And we notice that that next gen ministry is meaningful, it's messy, and my lovely other M word unmistakably worthwhile, right? And uh, we want to talk about a few things and commit to a few things before we leave today. Let's see. I think I have one. Yes, I do. First one, you can see on that left box up there on the back. It says, my next step this week are, maybe you want to memorize Ephesians 2.10. Um, check that box if you do. Maybe you want to pray for children and youth in Estes. Um, just commit to praying for, for our children and youth this week. Check that. Um, if you want to say yes to children's and youth ministry, maybe there's a position that you didn't see on this card, or maybe you just don't know. You want to get involved in youth and kids ministry, but you have no idea um, what to even sign up for. Just check that box, and I'll get with you, and we can talk about it this week. Um, and then the fourth one, join the gifts class. Um, Kate McMillan is doing an awesome job. We have a gifts class that, that she runs. If you have no idea... Um, and even if you maybe have an idea 
of what God wants you to do in ministry, um, in this church, in this community, um, take the gifts class. Whether or not you have an idea or you don't have an idea, take the gifts class. It's such an awesome tool to, to help you, to help us understand our gifts, what God has gifted us with, and the talents that we have to further his kingdom. And so if that is interested, interest to you, um, just check that box. All right. Well, I think I'm finished, so I'm going to pray. God, we praise you. Um, Lord, we thank you for uh, the children, and we thank you for, um, thank you that you love, you love the children. You love the little children. Um, God, we pray that we would have hearts after yours, God, that we would choose to, to reach out to the children and um, the youth in our community. Um, Lord, that we would choose to um, love those who don't really feel loved, and um, who are going who go through di- who are going through difficulties, who have not great home lives, and and uh, really who um, just need your love and need to know who you are. Help us to love them, God. Help us to love our stu- the students in this church. Help us to love the students in this community, um, God. We pray that uh, you would just uh, spark a fire in each one of our hearts, that we truly would uh, become like children, <laughs> that we would choose to follow you, like you said, like children, and, um, and uh, truly just be on fire for you, and have a zeal and a passion to, to do your work, and build your kingdom. May we be like that uh, scripture in Psalms, Father that we would speak the truth, that we would speak the gospel to the next generation so that they can speak the gospel to the next generation and on and on and on. God, we praise you and we thank you. Praise you for the offering. Um, God, I pray that you would be with this offering. May, may it uh, further your kingdom. And as we put the connection cards, our commitments in there, Father, may this be part of our worship as well to you.